Hey, this is Sandy Shepard, and welcome to the Empowerment Web Radio Show. In this, the last podcast on sex and sensuality, we will talk about human sensual response and the big O, and I don't mean Oprah. Relax, pull up a chair, and join us for the Be A Bond Girl podcast, featuring mastermind coach and author of Fempowerment, Unleashing Your Inner Bond Girl, Sandy Shepard. Hey, this is Sandy, and I hope you've been enjoying these last few podcasts on sex and sensuality. For those of you who have been loyal listeners, I bet you're wondering why it is that I've gotten five or six podcasts out in a week when it normally takes me, oh, four months between each podcast to get them going. Well, because of the Empower 180 event that I will be doing in a couple of weeks, plus the ABC TV event that I'll be on right before it with View from the Bay. Very excited. I myself wanted to get back in the swing of things. And so I thought that you would share my process in reacquainting myself with all these issues about sensuality and sensual response, since that's what I will be speaking about in Sacramento. I'd just like to thank you for listening and being part of my process. So first let's talk about the big O. Our female fem-powered body's capacity for orgasm is seemingly infinite. We have the ability to orgasm over and over and over again and still be ready for more. We even have a body part, the clitoris, whose only purpose is to give us sexual pleasure. And one thing that many people do not know is that the whole clitoral structure is actually as large as a man's penis. Yep. What you see is just the very tip of it. Think of it sort of like a banana. You're just seeing the very end of it. The rest is sort of underneath and behind your vaginal wall. This may seem a little bit unfair to men who typically reach the cliff, fall over the edge, roll over, and go to sleep. So why is it that so many women are frustrated or faking rather than fulfilled? It is time for you to take responsibility for your own orgasms. And the first place to start is that most important of sexual organs, the brain. Unless you can shut off thinking, 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 thinking every moment and concentrate on how the pleasures of your own body are feeling, you won't have orgasms. Worrying about how you look, how you smell, how you taste. If you think about your fat quivering and that your daughter might walk in the bedroom door any second, you are out of the present and into your head, not experiencing the input of your senses. So what we're going to talk about a little bit here is planning and then relaxing. First of all, let's talk just a bit about human sensual response. 
Imagine a Bond movie. Here's this sexy Bond girl lying all seductive on the bed. And James approaches slowly. And the next words out of her mouth are, look, it was a hard day. I'm just not into it. Or how about if the next words out of her mouth are, "Mm, I'm not ready yet. I, I need more time. Or how's about, okay, you may need to put your hands over your ears. Remember, I found the explicit tab. What if the next words out of her mouth are, no, wait, you didn't take long enough. Get your mouth back down there. Oh my God, did I just say that? Can you imagine? Come on, girls. I am shocked and stunned when I take informal polls at my classes at how many women still believe that it's the man's job to get her to her big O. What's your usual scenario? Mm, Let's say you rush home from work, you're a little tired and grouchy, or you've been trying to put the kids to bed and just don't feel like you're in the mood. Does that sound familiar? I want to pose a more empowering strategy to you. You know that you're going to have an evening with your James. You come home earlier than he does because you plan it. I do not care if your boss wants something at the last second. Tell him or her that you have a female appointment. They won't dare keep you, especially if your boss is a man, if you tell them that you're going for a female appointment. Remember, your life has got to come first. Get home so you have plenty of time. Set the stage. I don't care if you and your James have been together for 30 years. Why should that make romance a thing of the past? Just draw the blinds and lighting a candle on the dresser somewhere magically changes things somehow. Women have a problem. We are multitaskers. Sheila Stewart and I talked about this in our coffee chat. Like I said, we can do one thing. Kiss me, James. Kiss me. While thinking about another. Did I put a saucer under that candle in case it drips? And shoot, will the cat grab the blinds now that they're down? And I wonder if he can see the dust in the corner from here. And gosh, is it so light that he can see my back fat? Yeah. It's time for you to get your brain and your body congruent. Like your James, who is hardwired to do one thing at a time, succeed at that goal and move on to the next I think that Sheila and I talked about this, but just try to talk to your James when he's on the phone. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you're watching TV, clipping coupons, chatting with your kids, stirring the saucepan, keeping the dog out of the trash, and listening to him on the phone with enough presence of mind to comment on his conversation. He can't talk on the phone and hear what you're saying too, much less do all the rest. By setting the stage romantically, you will help your brain stop flitting around and concentrate on one thing only bonding, shall we say. Now, I know this will come as no surprise, but on average, it takes a woman a lot longer to get ready to be ready, so to say, than a man. I recently heard that it takes an average of 23 minutes for a woman to be ready and only about four for a man. Now, it's four minutes, not four seconds, but remember, that's all men on average, all ages. As a bond girl, if you learn and adopt nothing else that I've said, the most life-changing thing to adopt will be to take full responsibility for decreasing those 23 minutes 
for you to be ready. Now, some of us are faster than that and some are slower. You are you. You are perfect however you are. So how to take matters into your own hands, so to speak. Okay, bad, I know. As I mentioned in the last podcast, men are voyeurs of our five senses. Their main responsiveness is from sight. That's why men like sex pictures and X-rated videos. These appeal to their visual sense. Now, a woman's main sense is touch. And one of the best ways to help start those 23 minutes ticking down is take a bit of time and really touch and feel your own skin, luxuriate in a nice bath or shower before your James come home. Of course, if you allow your partner to see you preparing, you'll be heightening his number one sense as well because he'll get to watch you. But let's just stick with you. When you're getting ready to go out or to stay in with your James, do you currently leap in the shower because you're running late? You scrub, 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 scrub. You're back out in five minutes. Slap on some lotion or cologne. Then where's my pantyhose? Where's my bra? Rush, 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 rush. Where are my spanks? How about being luxurious in the bathroom instead? Planning is everything. Take a nice shower or bath. Really love your body in there. Why can, why, how can you expect him to love it if you don't love it? Run your hands all over your body first with no soap, slowly. Second time, use soap even more slowly as you feel that slippery goodness that's you. Now, I have a question for you. Are you embarrassed just hearing me talk like this? Why? I'm going to get you back in the bathroom, but think about this. If that's so, that's important. So now, as you rub that soap on your body, close your eyes. Imagine that your hands are your lover's hands. To put your brain further in the mood, it's nice to have a special soap that you only use before meeting your James. What about a rose soap or a lavender soap? Something that you love and that you only use when you're going to be going out with your James. That's going to put you in the mood because you tell yourself that it will. Remember, biggest sex organ is your brain. Now, as you're soaping up, make sure you don't miss the bits that turn you on. Yeah, you know what I mean. I I don't care what this is. It could be inside your elbow, back of your neck, or obviously the usual bits. If you're squeamish about your body, breathe slowly and deeply and realize that it is now time to discover her in all her glory. Keep your eyes closed, keep the water warm, and imagine that you're under a warm Hawaiian waterfall and you're James or a fantasy lover is caressing you. Touch every part of your body and say thank you to that part of your body for just being there for you. Roll your neck. I'm not talking about being in the shower for an hour. It could just be an extra five minutes. But the five you were taking in a rush, plus this new five, equals 10 minutes. And you've nearly touched your way halfway to 23 if you're an average woman. Takes you 23 minutes. And we're not even to the lotion yet. After you shower or bathe, step out and slowly dry off with a fluffy towel. Really take time to wipe the water off every bit of your body and caress yourself doing it. Be luxurious. Don't 
hurry. This is a part of the seduction. The seduction of you by you. Fill your brain with sensual buzzing. Wash out other thoughts and magnetize the same to you by setting the mood before your James is even there. Next, apply lotion sensually and slowly. As a final touch, apply a little lubricant inside. You should always use a lubricant, as I discussed in the last podcast, and you might as well get a little head start. Don't use a ton, just get a little in there. Are you wiggling as you're hearing me say this? Knock it off. Come on, it's your body. Time to love her. So touch yourself luxuriously. Tell yourself, I am so hot. Smile at yourself in the mirror. Smile in your eyes. Get your mind around how smooth your skin is and how sexy you are. You will feel your eyes get soft and that's when you are there. So you are lotioned and relaxed. It's time to step out of the bathroom and into your closet. Maybe you set a glass of wine or champagne or a cocktail near your closet to keep your mood unhurried and sensual. Slowly put on your sexy undies and your bra and anything that's going to make you feel luxurious against your skin. Now, you got rid of your granny panties and such when you did your closet purge, right? We talked about that a year ago. If not, go back and listen to those podcasts. And remember, the outfits that you have for your evenings don't have to be cross your heart, pull it up in a comfy way to wear undie bra combos like we talked about with Bianca the other day. They don't have to be foundation garments. These can be that cute little thing that you barely stay in because it's just for this purpose, this ritual. In fact, putting on one of those little handkerchief numbers, putting the lights down low, lighting your candles and sipping your cocktail or a glass of champagne, if you drink, or bubbly water in a gorgeous crystal glass, if you don't drink, will make you smile just doing it. And please, if your James has bought you something, wear it. I don't want to hear how whatever you think it makes you look. He bought it because he thinks you are sexy and he wants to see you in it. Visual, visual. Now throw that dog a bone. Here's a radical concept. You might be, at the end of all this, ready to go. Yeah, it could happen and your James is not even home yet. Why do you have to go through dinner before you have sex? If you're feeling ready, call your James on his cell phone and tell him that dinner comes last tonight, shall we say. You will hear on the morning news how some guy broke all speed records coming home. Believe me. If you know he's going to want to shower and change, then get it all ready for him. Is your wet towel lying around, mirror steamed up? Come on. Maybe have some scented soap for him to use that turns you on. You certainly want that fluffy towel ready for him. And how about being there to rub him down with a gorgeous, yummy massage oil? Did you lay out your favorite sexy pair of his undies on the bed? Start some music playing, draw the shades, light a candle? It's just going to take you a few minutes while he is breaking all land speed records trying to get home to you. Time to do it. Now, why do I continue to be amazed at the initial pushback I get from women when I advise all this? I I just am. I'm amazed. They cross their arms, give me that side-to-side snake-headed mama shake, and state that their James should be in charge of their big O. And besides, why should they cater to him like that? Hello. First off, 
you're actually catering to you. Then you are sharing with him. How much time in true reality are we talking about here? Probably half an hour extra for you, by you, if you go in real slow-mo and 10 to 15 minutes for him. And you know what? He will feel like a king. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want him to make you feel like the queen first. But girlfriend, to be empowered is to be in charge of your own life. And in this private part of your life, it's time to take that empowering control to be in charge of your own happiness and know without a doubt that you can affect his happiness and yours. You do this a few times and your James is going to be grinning when he sees you. His eyes are going to light up when you enter the room. That light in his eyes, that's worth, that's worth it all. You can even have fun. You can leave him a note in his pocket saying that today starts 10 days in 10 ways and then detail what you're going to do to him when he gets home as day one. Plan out those 10 days and feel the empowerment that it will bring you. At the end, your James is going to be one happy, big, smiling panther. And guess who's going to feel more relaxed, invigorated, and youthful? That would be you, Bond Girl. Remember all those great things that sex brings to us from the last podcast? It's all about you. And since you've learned how to take control and decrease your time to the big O, you can not only relax and just have it, but you are going to make him feel like the hottest thing around when you're writhing to his music, shall we say. And when our Jameses are feeling hot and expansive, it's all to our benefit. Promise me now that you will take care of and work on decreasing your time to lift off, shall we say, every time from now on. And don't backtalk me. I mean it. You want to take on this responsibility because it's going to make your sex life light years better. By taking that control, you're not stuck lying there thinking, oh, oh, please keep doing that a little longer. Please keep doing it. When he's getting a cramp in his hand or his neck or whatever, and he's complaining to himself, man, I'm just not doing a good job. I'm a bad lover. I can't please her. What's a, What am I doing wrong? I'd like you to consider making this promise to take at least this area of your life into your own power starting today. When you do, your James isn't going to know what happened, and he doesn't need to know. Even if you come home five minutes early and work out the kinks with the vibrator a little, it's going to decrease your time, and we all know that there is no bigger relaxer than the big O, right? Stop making your man feel like a loser because he can't get you to orgasm, quote unquote, fast. Take control of your 23 minutes. And when he is feeling like he's a great lover, believe me, there are going to be wonderful presents for you. And he's not going to look for it elsewhere. So what else can you do to keep your sex life off life support? I have a few to-dos and a couple of not-to-dos for you to consider. What's one of the to-dos? Well, like I said before, plan. Yeah, I know. How boring. But sex should be a priority, like eating and sleeping. On Oprah, Dr. Oz mentioned that everyone should be having about 200 orgasms a year. 200. Yeah, women too. And in an interview that I read, 
about his book in Esquire magazine, Dr. Oz explained that a part of our brain that feels sated or full can often feel full by either food or sex. So if you want to lose a few pounds instead of reaching for the potato chips, maybe you should reach for your James instead. As part of planning, it's your responsibility to set the mood. Though Jameses, I believe, appreciate candles, scents, and the like, we all know that they could have sex on concrete if it's offered there. So be sure to take responsibility for setting a mood that's going to help you get in the mood. Again, your responsibility, but it's worth it. My second to-do, this is almost the most important one, to talk. The key to an interesting and active sex life in a relationship is continually communicating what works and what doesn't work for you. Be gentle with that one and actually what might be fun to try. In fact, on that note, don't be afraid. I think that's another must. You need to share your desires in a trusting environment. If you make your James share first because you're embarrassed or shy or just scared, then whatever he says, don't laugh and don't put him down. If he wants to have a threesome and that's not for you, how about coming back with a big sexy smile saying, wow, you're enough for me. Or even perhaps suggesting that you make love with something like that on the TV. He's opened up to you. Help him realize his fantasies in a way that's going to work for you too. Then believe me, he will help you with yours, even if yours involves him putting a ladder over the bed and showering you with rose petals. What's another to do? Well, along the talk lines, discuss what you expect. This is usually best before you get into bed with a guy the first time, by the way. Knowing what your expectations are and that they're roughly parallel will go a long way towards a fulfilling relationship. We are all different in the sex department. Having someone who's at least close in their expectations is key. And when you have this kind of conversation, best to do it in a public place. And again, if you want your James to open up, be sitting next to him, not facing him. Another to-do is to be adventurous. Being adventurous with the one you love is the best way to keep the spark alive. Look at your James with new eyes every time you're being sensual. See his attractiveness. Open your eyes. Discover something new about him every week. Believe me, you could do this for years. Talking and being willing to explore are what makes good sex great and is the glue to long-lasting relationships. Part of being adventurous could even involve setting a two-week period where you will touch, tease, and do everything but have sex. This can stoke up your lust fire even after 20 years. Everyone wants what they can't have. So finally, if you want to have great sex that night, your plan should start that morning. That is a definite to-do. Maybe give your James a deep kiss as he's leaving for work. Let your hand work its way down there. Then act surprised and say, oh, that's for tonight. And then sort of flirt on away. You could also leave him notes in his jacket pocket or send him short, sexy texts or emails during the day. Doing this is going to get you in the mood and, of course, keep him wanting you all day long. Now, an important note, only do this if you really set a date for that evening and 
if your James is not hip deep with work, it can be very annoying to your James if he's in a business meeting and receives some X text from you. Make sure you are aware of what his day is like and make those little love notes short, sweet, and non-interruptive. So, what should you not do? Well, you shouldn't be a bitch. I know. How about sugarcoating it there, Sandy, huh? No, really, that's that's a biggie. Do not ignore your James, act grouchy, complain, whine and moan to him or to your girls, and then expect to have a fabulous sensual evening with him. Come on. If you're complaining to your girls, you're telling your subconscious that your man is a dog. So how is your subconscious going to bring sexy on that evening? with this dog. Similarly, if you ignore your James all day and want some that night, how's he going to feel like something that's just scratching your itch? That's what. Be congruent and don't be a bitch. Talked about that in previous podcasts, but it's hugely important. Just stop complaining. I'd say the second thing not to do is don't lose your sense of humor. Your sex life is not going to match what you see in the movies. Oh, maybe some of it will, but sometimes some squishy sound or a cramp or whatever that never happens on the big screen is going to take you down. Remember to laugh and please do not compare yourself to anyone else and make sure your James doesn't think that you are laughing at him, but you are laughing together. As a final story in this sex and sensuality podcast. I've saved my best story for last. A couple of years ago, my friend Domino and I took a trip to Las Vegas to check out the viability of a Vegas 101 long weekend for Fempowerment seminar attendees. It would be a full immersion Fempowerment finishing school and training academy, including baccarat training, walking, talking, and laughing practice etiquette, driving Formula One race cars, self-offense training, and the like. We also decided that we would have a professional courtesan discuss sex with the attendees since sex is definitely a Bond girl must. So the closest legal prostitution to Vegas is a small town about 90 miles away called Parump. Yeah, that's really what it's called. We couldn't get anyone to chat with us on the phone about it. Surprise, surprise. So we decided to drive on out there. Well, as it turns out, all the bordellos are along one dead-end strip in Parump. There we are driving this Lincoln Town car. Yes, that's all they'd give us at the rental agency. Realizing that all the other cars driving down the road, 100% filled with, guess what, men were, well, going to do what they were going to do. It's a dead-end road. And if we would pass a car or pull up to a light, they would look at us and we knew what they thought that we did for a living which we found pretty amusing since Domino is a high-powered real estate agent and I'm an attorney. We drove up first to the chicken ranch. It was featured in Dolly Parton's movie, The Best Little Horror House in Texas. And, well, it's kind of a sad place. It's basically a bunch of trailers with a false front that looks like a two-story Southern-style mansion. We pulled into the parking lot and then we couldn't get out of the car. We couldn't figure out what we were going to ask. We'd spoken to all the other business owners at the driving academy, the self-defense and weapons school at the casino, but here we just sat there. Well, so there we were sitting in the parking lot and we looked up at the next and last place on the Parump strip. 
It was called Sherry's Ranch. It was a nice, clean, big, low-profile structure. Under the Sherry's Ranch side, it said, Tours, welcome. So my girl and I looked at each other. Tours, what the heck? So we pulled over into their parking lot, started cooking up this big story about how our friend was getting married and we were checking out Bordell's for his bachelor party. And then I looked at her and I said, no, we came for a business reason. Let's just say what our reason is and be businesslike about it. Why are we lying? I mean, really? So with great resolve, we both opened our doors at once and this huge whirlwind whirled out from the desert and grabbed all of our paperwork and business cards from the dashboard, whisking them all over the parking lot and out into the desert. Off we madly dashed in our high heels since we figured if we didn't retrieve every scrap, the next man to pull into that lot would be one of our real-life clients. It would be one of Domino's real estate purchasers, or it would be one of my attorney clients. And he'd slap, get one of our business cards on his windshield, right? before his baby blue eyes. Can you just hear it? And what were you doing this weekend, Miss Shepard? Right. We got all our paperwork back, tidied ourselves up, pushed our now slightly limp hair off our faces and approached the door. And it didn't even have a peephole. We had barely knocked when the door was opened by a pleasant looking woman in her late 40s wearing a dark feminine business suit. We were ushered into a quiet, comfy, understated any room with hardwood floors, a big plush leather sofa, and a crystal chandelier. To the left was a bar with a lot of very beautiful women in it, laughing, playing pool, and, well, having fun. There were varying ages and, to some extent, varying sizes. The only difference between them and perhaps a typical girls' night out was, well, okay, they were inside a bordello, and also they were all wearing short shorts and six-inch loose-eyed heels. In front of us, across the long hardwood floor, we could see floor-to-ceiling plate glass windows looking out onto an internal courtyard and a pool and grounds. The woman who had ushered us in, I don't know what you'd call her, the Mater D, the Matress D, uh, asked us how she could help us. I said that we'd seen the sign and we'd like a tour that I wanted to understand what Sherry's Ranch did and how perhaps I could tie it into my empowerment business. Then, because I couldn't help myself, I said, how did you get to the door so fast across all that floor? Do you just stand there? There's no people. We just barely knocked. And so she smiles and says, oh, my dears, there were dozens of cameras on you from the second you drove into the parking lot. Okay, so... Can you see the guys in the video room laughing their asses off at us scurrying around the desert chasing all our paperwork? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fabulous. I know. Anyway, she walked us over to overlook the grounds through the plate glass windows. There was a swimming pool, volleyball courts, some special cabanas, stuff like that. And on the wall, there was a listing of the services offered with somewhat euphemistic names, but with descriptions that left nothing to the imagination. Uh, an example would be fire and ice, for example, was a woman performing fellatio on a man with hot tea in her mouth, and then with ice cubes in her mouth. There were also photos inside uh, next to the services. There are photos from the inside of some of the cabanas, which could be rented all night with the added extra of being able to have any food or drink that you wanted, bar none. Uh, 
Sherry's Ranch had a chef in residence. And my guess is it must have been a kitchen like the Iron Chef kitchen because they said you could have whatever you wanted if you were getting one of the cabanas for a night. She explained to us that you were either brought to Sherry's Ranch in their complimentary limo or if your quote-unquote party was sufficiently pricey, they'd send their helicopter for you. And with just a tiny bit of notice, their aim was to make their clients' wishes all come true. The gal in the suit asked whether we'd like to speak with one of the girls, and we said we would. So she buzzed one of the free courtesans, and we were introduced to Aspen Rain. She toured us around the open areas of the facility. It was midday, so most of the playrooms were free. As we peeked into the bubble room, the pole room, and the like, we tried not to grin as a statuesque blonde in lucites and shorts passed us, giving a tour to an older guy in a plaid shirt and a matronly woman in a smock dress. They looked like they had just walked in off the field from Oklahoma. When asked, Aspen Rain clarified that the little call button she wore worked not only to call girls out when they were free, but also as a panic button if anything went wrong. As she explained, when a patron first comes in, they're interviewed by the door hostess to find out what the patron wants and their general price range. If the patron wants a lineup instead of booking a specific girl, which you can do since they all keep their own online calendars, the patron sits on that big leather sofa and the girls that fit the patron's preferences are called by those buzzers. Uh, the patron might want a certain color or height or um, whatever, and the courtesan must also be willing to quote-unquote party the way the patron wants for example, Aspen Rain said she did not do lesbian sex on patrons, nor did she do fire and ice, because she said fire and ice made her teeth hurt. So she wouldn't have been picked out if the patron was a woman and had wanted lesbian sex. She would not be called, and she also would not have been called should the patron want a fire and ice. That's an example. The patron picks the woman of his or her choice, chooses the room that he or she wants, the rooms are differing prices, and then they go to the room and discuss the price of the quote-unquote party in private. I actually know there's a TV show now that's set in a bordello, um, and it's one of these documentary-type TV shows. I have not seen it because I don't happen to get the channel that it's on, but perhaps all of this is now common knowledge because of that TV show. It certainly wasn't when we went to visit Las Vegas. So Aspen Rain explained how she'd been a dancer in Kansas and that Sherry's Ranch is the gold standard of bordellos. They only accept a certain number of girls. To be a Sherry's Ranch girl, you had to interview, and Aspen Rain said she was honored to have been chosen. Courtesans had their own cook, their own gym, they thought of themselves as independent contractors. Aspen Rain said that they are provided access to people to help them with everything from financial planning to education options for themselves and for their children. She explained that she had a couple of kids back in Kansas and that she had already funded their college trust funds. Plus, she would likely be able to retire from this job in about four years. She has flown to the ranch about once a month for a few days and then has flown back home. She also said that all the other girls were well protected from the initial screening of the patrons to the hot and cold running bouncers available 24 hours a day at the touch of their panic buttons. Domino did ask her what she tells her children she's doing when she's called away to go to work. 
And she said that she just tells people that she's on a business trip and she is paid enough that she is a stay-at-home mom otherwise in Kansas for working those few days a month in Vegas. She was articulate, poised, and proud. Who knew? And oh my goodness, was she gorgeous. We then talked to her a bit about her job, and she was very frank about it. We asked her how she might feel about being paid for an hour or two or a time just to talk to Fempowerment Vegas 101 attendees about sex, like, for example, what men generally wanted. What did men come there and pay for? Aspen Rain said that she would be overjoyed to offer this to women, as long, of course, as they would respect her. I have my notes from when we were talking with Aspen Rain, and what she said, and I quote, is, what I do is not rocket science. In fact, often men, husbands, just pay me to massage them and tell them that they are good providers, strong, sexy, and wanted. They want to cuddle. They even pay me to massage me. Then, sure, they want a little sex and to go to sleep in my arms. If their wives would just do what I do, just that, and I don't do any nasty stuff, I would still have too many clients to handle, and those husbands would think they had died and gone to heaven. That is what Aspen Rain told us. How eye-opening. Her clients came to her, paid her to listen to them, make them feel wanted and sexy, and then just had regular sex with her, or, quote, the occasional blowjob, unquote, and to cuddle with her, to feel wanted. Want your James to feel like he's, quote-unquote, died and gone to heaven? With small cost to you and amazing benefits, listen to someone whose business it is to know. After our tour, we spoke to the manager. She she was fantastic. She even took us out to another wing of the ranch, which is a full-sized hotel. The rooms are as nice, if not nicer, than the standard Vegas Strip room, but for far less of an outlay. By staying at the ranch, you have access to a gym, the seuss, the pool, the bar, and of course the girls, if you so desire. The manager was very proud to point out that Cherry's Ranch not only has the only corporate sponsorship in the industry, the Bud Light bubble room, complete with surfboards and bar, but they also are the only one to have a full hotel facility and rating. I loved it. I imagine taking the students from my seminar out there after a hard day driving race cars and shooting guns to be pampered, given great food from the on-site chef, getting their nails done, and then I have some frank talk with a courtesan about sex and pleasing men in a fun, respectful, and non-threatening setting. On our drive back to Vegas, Domino and I couldn't stop talking about getting some girls out to Sherry's to start busting stereotypes and introduce them to some women running their own businesses with passion, putting money away, and making men feel great. What about you? Are you willing, starting now, to just put the past behind you and start living a sensual life? To start taking control of that area for yourself and ultimately for your James? I know it sounds melodramatic, but just imagine that next week or a month from now, you're hit by a bus, you're gone. Or maybe worse, you get a disease and you only have like a day or two to live. Dying with a fantastic sex life 
under your belt is going to make you feel great and your James will treasure and adore you forever. Now, the thing about hearing a podcast like this or reading a book on sex or whatever is it's like going to the movies. You can read something about a movie. You can know the entire story. You might have read the book. You might have had a girlfriend tell you everything that's going to go on in that movie. In fact, you might have seen the movie before. But the beautiful thing is that to get immersed in it, to really be there with it presently, you got to pay your money and go in and watch the movie. I know that all of us have a movie that we have seen guiltily 20 times. I don't care what it is for you, but I know you got one. That's the thing with sex. It might be the same every time, but your mindset can be different. Why are you going to watch that movie for the 21st time or the 22nd time? Why don't you add that sense to your sex life? You're telling me, well, gee, because my sex life doesn't last that long. That's your own fault. It's time to make your sex life like that beloved movie. I don't care if nothing changes. You still watch that movie and you still should be having sex. That is part of the deal here. Enjoy it and make it the most important thing that you do every week. And that is the end of my little lecture on sex and sensuality. I hope you enjoyed it. I'm afraid that I probably won't be podcasting for a while because I need to get ready for that big Empower 180 talk that I'm doing. But thank you for helping me prime the pump and get ready for that talk. You have a wonderful end to your week. Bye. is neither affiliated with nor endorsed by Eon Productions, Sony Pictures Entertainment, MGM Studios, or United Artists. This podcast is copyright 2008 by 00 Productions. All rights reserved. Fempowerment and Fempower are registered trademarks of 00 Productions. For more information, visit BeABondGirl.com. Our goal? To build a better world, one Bond girl at a time.